Get ready to be jolted out of the ordinary and into a world where conversations are charged with intensity and facts. The Lightning Strike Talk Radio with your host, Mohammed Fahim, broadcasting live from the heart of the city on Chicago's Progressive Talk Radio, WCPT 820 AM. Welcome to a radio show that charges through the airwaves with an electricity like no other. Here's your host, Mohammed Fahim. Good morning, Chicago, and good morning, everyone all around the world who are listening to The Lightning Strike. I'm your host, Mohammed Fahim. With me in the studio, finally, Ken DeLuke. Howdy, folks. Good to be back. And uh, John Arena. And again, the number to call in is 773-763-9278 every Sunday morning. We come to you live from Chicago's Progressive Talk Radio Station, WCPT 820 AM, and also on Facebook Live slash WCPT 820, and also Facebook dot com slash TLS Chicago for the lightning strike. You can always reach us on 773-763-9278 by phone or text during the show. And after, if you want to get in touch with us, please visit our website, which is TLS, again, TLS for the Lightning Strike Chicago dot com. And uh, we will continue the conversation today. I just want to start off by saying that our guest of the uh, person of the week today is going to be Carla Fox. Carla is an author who has a great book out called Six Great Steps to a Positive Future. So we'll have a conversation with Carla in the final segment of the show. That is the last 15 minutes. And... uh, Till we get to going with that, Ken, you want to start off the morning by saying what our great uh, uh, the, the Orange Clown has been uh, has been doing recently. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, nice to get back and doing the rant again. So here it is. After listening to our orange narcissistic messiah address the Black Conservative Federation this past week, uh, Dylan, do you have that clip? Okay. Um, basically, he was saying that the blacks love him because he's been indicted four times, thus implying that because they are black, they have also been indicted. He is a, a kindred spirit, as it were. Well, last night I had my 3 a.m. epiphany. MAGA, make America great again. Now, to most people in the real world 1.0, that's a pretty nice slogan. Make America great again. Great implies a positive connotation. Great, better than good. Something at the pinnacle of being positive. Something to strive for. But here's the thing, folks. When you live in Trump world 2.0, great has very different meanings. In that world, great means authoritarian. Great means xenophobic. Great means racist. Great means subjugate. Great means blame. Great means religious intolerance. Overall, great means white. Now, for a lot of people, even a lot of my friends, they don't take politics seriously. They look at politics like it's a game show, an event, something to amuse themselves. So, of course, when you have a disruptive figure like Donald Trump come on the scene, in their thoughts, hey, let's give this guy a shot and see what happens. This could be entertaining to watch. Well, folks, we do not have that luxury anymore. It's time to put our big boy pants on, because unlike Trump's first term, 
where there were a couple of cooler heads in that administration that put a damper on some of his more craven impulses. If elected in his second administration, that'll be made up of his apostles that worship their orange messiah and will do everything he says. If you like democracy, if you remotely care about your kids, your grandkids, and what type of world they're going to grow up in, it's time to be an adult. It's time to believe that what Trump says he will do is what he will do. It's time to save our future. Vote for what is in your best interest, not for the amusement of seeing what a narcissistic clown can do with the most important office in the world. Think of our future. And that's my rant. Wow, 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 wow. Well said, uh, well said, uh, can, can I Can uh, I offer something real quick? Go ahead, sure. please, John. So, so on that point, at CPAC, uh, February 22nd, Jack Posobiec, who's a Trump supporter, said this, said the, exactly what you're saying. Welcome to the end of democracy. We are here to overthrow it completely. We didn't get all the way there on January 6th, but we will endeavor to get rid of it. And he's saying this as he holds up a cross on a chain. So, yeah. And when they say they're going to do this stuff, they act like, oh, we were just joking, blah, blah, blah. No, they're, then, they're very serious. Yeah. Dylan, you had that clip, by the way? Yes, Go sir. ahead and play that real quick. But I got indicted for nothing, for something that is nothing. They were doing it because it's election interference. And then I got indicted a second time and a third time and a fourth time. And a lot of people said that that's why the black people like me, because they have been hurt so badly and discriminated against. And they actually viewed me as I'm being discriminated against. It's, it's been pretty amazing, but it possibly, I don't know, maybe there's something there. FYI, when uh, Trump ever says the phrase, a lot of people say, yeah. it literally means no one has ever it said that. It's bouncing around in his empty head. Here's, here's the thing. I mean, I was chuckling and, and smiling and laughing all this while while this was playing. Here's the thing. I was listening to uh, another Trump uh, clip the other day, and uh, he kind of talks to himself. And says, oh, yeah. Donald Trump says, okay. Yeah, he's talking to himself in the third person all the time. <laughs> okay. I don't know, folks. Just think about it for a second, okay? Trump 2.0 is not going to be the same as Trump 1.0. You have got crazies like Cash Patel on his team now who have openly come out and said, oh, if there are protesters, yeah, they should be shot. I mean, just think about it. Oh, is, yeah. is that the kind of America that you want to live in? I I grant it that Biden is not doing such a great bang of job right now. But just think about it for a second. The economy is pretty much better. Pretty uh, much unemployment. It's an all time high. <laughs> yeah. Unemployment. I, I know. Like if under low. Trump, there was like every day we were quoted, you know, from the president what the what the Dow was at. And now we're. 2,000 points over that, and everybody's like, yeah, but the economy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. So here's, here's the thing. The, the the Democrats' biggest challenge is messaging, okay? The yeah, Democrats yeah, right. suck at messaging. And here we are standing up for the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, and now we got, you know, these organizations like APAC coming after some of the progressive uh Congress people and senators trying to knock them off in the upcoming elections. So here's what I want you folks to do, okay? Go and register to vote if you have not already registered and go and vote when the time comes. 
Yeah, I know that there is a, a big movement going on now called Abandon Biden. Good. Okay, keep that movement going on till Biden understands that, yeah, we are not going to take it lying down, that you cannot just play both sides of the fence. As president, you got to stand up and take a stand. The so, three most important words in our life right now, and I'll say this over and over again, is compared to what? Even if you do not like Joe Biden and some of the policies he has, look at the alternative. There is no going back to normalcy if we don't do what's in our own best interests. Okay. Now, having, having said that, again, I want you folks to please start continuing to talk to your representatives. Hold them accountable. Let them know that, yeah, you are hurting. What is happening in the Middle East is not something that humanity should ever, ever have to face. Every single day. We keep on telling that please stop this and stop that. There should be a ceasefire. And Netanyahu continues to give us the middle finger. So keep the pressure on on your elected representatives. There's been a lot of ceasefire resolutions passed recently, uh, John. Mm -hmm. uh, DuPage County, uh, DuPage Township passed a ceasefire resolution recently. The village of Bolingbrook passed a ceasefire resolution recently. Now... Given the fact that, yeah, the, the local resolutions don't have any impact on national policy or foreign policy, but the word gets out, it percolates up to the leadership at the top that the people on the ground, the grassroots, are not happy with our, what our national leadership is doing. I think what, I think what we have to understand, it's, it's not, I don't think it's not that uh, these resolutions don't have an effect on national policy. I think national policy is dictated by what happens at the lower levels of government. This is the whole point of our system of petitioning your local government for right. action in what you believe in and, bring, and sometimes bringing that government along to your position, educating them. Mm -hmm. they're, they're inundated with a million different uh, issues that they have to deal with, and you have to bring it to them. And so I think this is the point where we see some municipalities, municipalities welcoming the dialogue about ceasefire resolutions and then that's what amplifies the message from the low to the to the national stage and when counties and and uh, cities do this instead of like in Orland Park where they just say but America and, mm -hmm. and issue jingoistic statements about take your opinion somewhere else versus Bolingbroke where they're saying let's have a dialogue about this important issue because that's what the people are asking for absolutely folks we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back on the other side of the break Folks, did you know there's a program in Illinois that, if you qualify for it, would allow you to get solar installed in your home at no out-of-pocket cost? The benefit to you would be a reduction of your electric bill, possibly as high as 30 to 50 percent. And more importantly, you would take out the uncertainty of almost guaranteed future price increases imposed from your electric company. If you'd like to see if you can qualify for this program, call Kendall Luke at 312-617-8979. That's 312-617-8979. Help us save the environment and change that electric bill burden. Are you ready for a fresh voice in Congress? Meet Manor Ahmed, your progressive candidate for the 6th Congressional District of Illinois. Manor Ahmed stands for values that matter to you. 
She believes in health care for all, ensuring that every American has access to quality, affordable health care, regardless of their income or background. Monor is committed to revolutionizing our education system, fighting to make college tuition free for working families, and tackling the student debt crisis head on. Visit AhmedForHouse.com to learn more and join the campaign for a better sixth. Demand for an end to the war in Gaza. Ceasefire now. Paid for by Ahmed for House. Approved by Manor Ahmed. This is Manor Ahmed and I approve this message. Welcome back to the Lightning Strike with Mohammed Fahim. Good morning, folks. Welcome back to the Lightning Strike again. Uh, this is Mohammed Fahim with me in the studios, uh, Ken DeLuke and John Arena. And we are discussing the future of our country, folks. Okay. We have to be very, very careful with this elections coming up, who we trust, who we vote for, and especially try to go and talk to some of these career politicians. Okay. Our Congress, our Senate was never designed to be a full-time occupation for the rest of the life for most of these people. So many of these people who are running for office, the the thing that the argument that they make, John, is, oh, yeah, we need some experience. And in one or two terms, we don't get the experience. No, that's that's pure. You know what? OK. The Constitution, when it was written, was for these gentlemen farmers to come in, help the country and then go back, do their farming. It was never meant to be a full-time occupation with retirement benefits and all of that for the rest of your life. So incumbents challenge them. And you have candidates like Manur Ahmad coming up and challenging an incumbent. That's great. Let them feel the heat. That then people are, are listening. People are looking at you. And people are going to hold you accountable. So we got Phil from the north side calling in. And Phil, good morning. You are on the lightning strike with Mohammed Khan and uh, John. What do you have on your good mind, morning, my friend? Mohammed. Hey, good morning. Uh, the first thing, did you, did, Mohammed, did you vote for Jill Stein in 2015? Nope, I did not. Okay, did and you let vote me for uh, Hillary. Well, let me let me let me tell you why. Okay, uh, third did you party vote for Hillary. Just yes or no? Yes or no? Did you vote for Hillary? Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. But here's the thing. Uh, I know that you want to disagree with going third party. The problem with third party is this. Phil, when I was uh, going to run for Congress, uh, I had uh, wanted to run for the 8th district against this congressman who has been there for two or three terms, who has raised like $15 million. You know how the party makes it almost impossible for someone wanting to run as an independent or a third party. Okay. The problem with third parties is this, that the system is loaded so much, so badly against a third party candidate, it's next oh. to impossible to, for them to get some traction. Now, if you have any third oh, party candidate now. Fix the system first before you tell people to support a third party in an election as crucial as this. Well, I would, uh, I would love to have a because third party can, candidate, no, me, Phil. Hang on one second. I would love to have a third-party candidate, if they are running, call in and talk to us over here. I'd be happy to give them some airtime so that people can get to know who the third-party candidates are, right? You really sound like you've got an axe to grind, like you're you're passively, aggressively undermining uh, Biden winning. I, you know, I, I know on the one hand, you're, he's all we got... But then you you slam them unfairly, in my opinion, and you you're dissuading voters. Who 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 are they going to vote for? Uh, J R R F K. 
Okay, Ken. All right, okay, okay. Yeah, you know what, uh, Phil, I think I'm kind of on the same point that you're on, uh, the compared to what comparison. Now, in Mohammed's defense... You can't give Biden a free pass, but then in Biden's defense, he's walking a, a, walking a very thin tightrope where he has to not only um, work on behalf of uh, the national interests, but then on local interests, on college students, on everyone else who have their own opinions. Now, it has been said that behind the scenes, Biden is called uh, Netanyahu a couple of choice names because he's not at all happy with what's going on over there. But you do have to give him somewhat a break. As far as the third party goes, we have to look at reality. When Ralph Nader ran uh, in the election with um, uh, Gore and um, H.W., that, that was a, a disaster because a lot of those votes could have actually put Gore into the White House at that time. So even though you may really like a third party candidate, you do have to look at the big picture and what is going to be in your best interest moving forward. Phil, one of the things that I would really suggest to independents and third party candidates is to start off at the local level. Okay, Start building some traction with local offices and then think of going uh, for a national office, especially the presidency of the United States, uh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So we have to be very careful with how we go out in November. Uh, there is a good chance that Biden may not even be on the ticket. That's what I keep on hearing. Have you heard that? He'll be on the ticket. No, absolutely not. We are. Biden is going to be on the ticket because of the fundraising. There's no way to back out of it at this point. Well, so uh, if you if you drop if you that talking point angle, this, no, no, no. If you if you, if you look at an article, uh, a very a very in depth article on it, we can't. It, it, we're, it's Biden now, buddy. Well, and, if you look me, at let me uh, say, let's get. Can I sorry, just express ahead, one ahead, point here? Yeah, let's get Biden elected first and defeat fascism, and then we can hold his feet to the fire all day and night long, twice on Sunday. But let's get him elected first, and let's not promote third-party garbage that, that's going to end up dissuading voters or, 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 or diluting our base. Hey, Phil, I don't believe anybody Trump here is office. promoting third party. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm sure Mohammed's not, and I know John's not. So. No, we're not promoting third parties. No, no. We need to keep the third party thing going to hold Biden's feet to the base. I'm paraphrasing, but we need to keep. He, he just spoke in favor of having a third party go. Didn't we learn our lesson in 2015 with Bernie Sanders, with the, the division? I mean, it, this is so precarious right now. And, and as far as one more thing, as far as the Democrats being bad at messaging, sure, I'll admit that all day long, mm -hmm. but not anymore. If you look at watch Midas Touch Network and watch Moskowitz and, and AOC, and there, there is a, a long list now. Of people just grilling the Republicans and their nonsense. Well, we Those need to days, we need to keep that. Uh, yeah, Phil, we need to keep that intensity up. Okay, I don't want people to get into the thing that okay, we can just go to sleep and not come out and vote because there's no other option. Please take a look. Trump 2.0 is going to be the worst thing that can ever happen for our country. Phil, thank you so much for your call. And we got uh, another caller, I guess, uh, Ahmed calling in. And Ahmed wants to talk about uh, people in politics. Good morning. You are on the lightning strike. Thank you for calling in. What can we have a discussion with you on now? Well, good morning. Peace be with you. Uh, one of the things I think so many people will look 
regarding American politics is, first of all, I'm going to say three things. I'm trying to be them quick. Is when you talk about the uh, term limits, mm-hmm. people forget that people that we send to Washington, they are there to cast their vote according to their constituents' desires. So that takes it back, as you often recite, to the local politics. Uh-uh, Nick, that, that does not apply if you're a Republican. <laughs> but I understand that. But that's the way it was set up. That they're there to cast the vote for their constituents. Okay. But the other aspect is, you know, I have never been Democrat nor Republican. I've, I, all my voting life, I was always taught to vote for the person that best represents your interests. Mm-hmm. So, and see, this is where American citizens are faltering. They get so hung up in the label Democrat Republican, they don't know who represents their interests. Because they're Democrats that I definitely oppose, and they're Republicans that I support. I'll never, I'll never vote a straight line ticket. The only uh, exception I make this often, and probably so in this case, is that if you have a Republican president, you need to have a uh, Democratic Congress. If you have a Democratic Congress, I mean, if you have a Democratic president, you need to have a Republican Congress. Well, so if, we, if no you have that, then nothing, gets, then nothing gets done because these guys will be constantly butting heads with each other. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, but that's the, that's the current okay. model. I, I think historically yeah. having split government where compromise wasn't, you know, a death nail in your coffin – as as a politician saying why well, compromised with it and we got we got these things on our side and they got these things now that's not allowed and so we're in a moment where within the the environment of congress anytime you compromise it's it's you get targeted and that's what the republicans did the the tea party targeted their own when they compromised as was the the historical nature of the of government yeah, John, that's exactly right. Uh, back in the day, there used to be a functioning government, but with the zero-sum game, black versus white, us against them, no matter what, we're not in that same environment anymore, so we need to change that. Yep, folks, uh, the number to call in is 773-763-9278. Emma, thank you so much for calling in. And uh, we'll take another quick break and come back on the other side of the break with more discussions on what is happening in our country, in our neck of the woods, and in the world. You are tuned in to the Lightning Strike. I'm your host, Muhammad Fahim. With me in the studios, my co-hosts, Ken DeLuke and John Arena. <coughs> are you ready for a fresh voice in Congress? Meet Manor Ahmed, your progressive candidate for the 6th Congressional District of Illinois. When it comes to women's rights and reproductive freedom, Manor is a fierce advocate. She will protect a woman's right to make her own health care decisions and ensure equal pay for equal work. But that's not all. Monor is dedicated to enacting common-sense gun reform, addressing the climate crisis with urgency, and championing the issues that matter most to our senior citizens. With Manor Ahmed in Congress, we can build a future where everyone has the opportunity to thrive. Vote Manor Ahmed in the upcoming Democratic Party primary election on March 19th, and let's create a brighter tomorrow together. Visit AhmedForHouse.com to learn more and join the campaign for a better sixth. Demand for an end to the war in Gaza. Ceasefire now. Paid for by Ahmed for House. Approved by Manor Ahmed. This is Manor Ahmed and I approve this message. Welcome back to the Lightning Strike with Mohammed Fahim. 
Okay, folks, welcome back. And uh, one of our good friends who has been supporting the show and uh, calling in with some great uh, suggestions and ideas is Ray Hanania. And if you can go to rayhanania.com, you get to uh, read about what Ray is saying about the Middle East and what is happening in the rest of the world. How do you spell that? Uh, it's R-A-Y-H-A-N-A-N-I-A, like it sounds, rayhanania.com. Uh, do go ahead and check him out and see what he has to say. And uh, coming back to what happened in Orland Park, we did have a response back from the mayor's office, and uh, I got a nice little uh, missed call one day, and I don't pick up unknown numbers, and there was no message, but then uh, the office of the mayor sent an email message out that the mayor is interested in coming on. Yeah, it's my bad, too. He actually yeah. did leave me a voicemail, but I've been getting literally 30 spam calls a day, like in the past couple of weeks. I don't know where that's all coming from. So unfortunately, it went to my spam voicemail box instead of my normal one, so I didn't have a chance to respond. Hopefully, maybe next week we can... Well, uh, I did uh, respond back, uh, Ken and John, uh, to the mayor's office uh, with an email. They wanted to know what, what subjects we wanted to talk about and what were the questions that we would be asking uh, the mayor. Uh, normally, we don't say that to anybody as to what are the questions we're going to be asking. They should be aware of, you know, where they screwed up and where we're going to hold them accountable. Okay. Uh, but I was kind enough to say that, okay, here are the questions that we will be asking. So hopefully next Sunday, we may have the mayor of Orland Park, Keith Pekau, on the line with us or in the studio. No promises. I haven't got any confirmation yet. Uh, next week, also, we are going to have some very important conversations with people who were on the ground in Gaza from Oxfam. We're going to have two Oxfam representatives joining us on the conversation as to what their on-the-ground realities were that they're going to talk about what they have seen. Uh, we are also trying to get a couple of doctors from Med Global who just came back from a medical mission to Gaza to talk about what they had seen in uh, on the ground over there. I listened to a presentation the other day. Believe me, I couldn't sleep much that night. They were showing actual pictures of doing surgery, brain surgery, guys, on the floor. Just think about it. With the patient's brother holding up a bag of fluids as the patient's brain is coming out of his head. Can you visualize that? This is terrible. It should not be happening in our world on our watch as United States America citizens. We have got to hold people accountable. And our leadership uh, has got to say, stop it, Yahoo. I, I don't even want to use the word Netanyahu anymore. I mean, this guy has cobbled together a coalition government which is held by spit and lick, right? Right at this point. Mm -hmm. And the extreme right-wingers in the Israeli Likud Party have come together to help Netanyahu. And he knows that the moment he takes any step towards lessening the impact of the war, he's gone. The moment the war is over... Netanyahu knows that he's going to be imprisoned. It's as simple as that. And that's why the war keeps on happening, folks. And our Secretary of State, uh, Blinken, goes and has uh, a 
press conference in Israel. I don't know, John, if you got, if you got to listen to that press conference or not. But Netanyahu and uh, Blinken are so buddy buddy. Netanyahu calls him Tony. As if it's his best friend, not in Secretary Blinken yeah. or uh, or Anthony Blinken. No, it's like Tony, my best friend. I mean, what's this? The mafia going on over there, man? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it, and I think this goes to some of the callers. Like you know, people are. Uh, I think the Gaza issue is one of the things that's weighing on Biden the most right now because it is so overt. As the response, should. and and it should. And I think this is a problem that the administration has to work on. Is 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 Anthony Blinken the best? face for these negotiations because you know as he said he's a jew and he is supportive you know when he's wrapping his arms around uh, israel while not appearing to be neutral in in this in this negotiation and trying to push israel towards a ceasefire so i, I that's where i feel as, as a supporter of of biden in general this is where I feel like they're really lacking. Yeah, my, my, my question is this, folks. Okay, again, and free, feel free to chime in. The number to call in is 773-763-9278. Again, 773-763-9278 or WCPT. If you want to just put it on your phone, put it on speed dial. Uh, my question is this, guys. Let us assume that we had a Secretary of State who was a Buddhist Okay, not Jewish, but a Buddhist. And he had dual nationality. And what was happening in Myanmar recently where a bunch of Buddhist monks, okay, I'm quoting that in the air quotes, went on a rampage killing a bunch of Christians, raping Christian nuns, burning churches. Would our Secretary of State have stood up and said, no matter what you do, I'm a Buddhist and I'm going to support your right to self-determination or whatever that you guys are doing over there. And the United States of America are going to bring their full force and full strength to support you in what you are doing because I'm a Buddhist. I'm going to support you. What would you feel? But there's another there's another elephant in this room here, Mohammed. The vast majority of the Israeli people don't necessarily support Netanyahu's uh, actions right now. I mean, if you if you see the actual majority, they do not like what he's doing there. So there's a difference between one man's um, authoritarian. Where did I hear that phrase before? Um, movements against uh, Palestine, as opposed to them as a. Um, you know, as a, a country. So we do have to separate those two issues there. But absolutely. And there's this whole bunch of, uh, you know, people over here also, like in the Bolingbroke uh, resolution that was passed, uh, Peter Navarro, who we played his clip last, uh, last week, he stood up and said, you know, as a Jew, I don't support what is happening. My Judaism does not tell me to support the killing of innocents. He went on and on and on. And then you have groups like Jewish Voice for Peace and others. We've got to pay some attention from a humanitarian point of view. I'm not wanting to bring in religion over here. I'm not wanting to bring in uh, any other aspect of it. But just think about it, folks. Okay, fine. Do you, the first thing that people come up and say, oh, do you condemn Hamas? Of course we condemn Hamas. But look at what happened before October 7th. Why are 65, you know, for, for the last 65 years, people put in a big open air concentration camp? 
how long can people continue to take that? Do you condemn Hamas? Of course we condemn Hamas. But look at what has happened since then. Yeah. And, and remember that this is uh, Netanyahu's craven political move to support Hamas uh, yes. back in 2006 yeah. because he didn't want a unified a Palestinian Palestine. government between the West Bank and Gaza. And so, you know, this is where I think, you know, people, religion is an important aspect of our culture and our society. And mm-hmm. it, it's the morals that every religion shares of that base humanity. It's when politicians use religion to justify murder and the kind of overreaction that we see in this particular case, and we've seen in many other conflicts. That's when I think people have to perk up and say, okay, is this is this religious doctrine or not? And no religion calls for genocide, calls for it. Every religion says life is sacred. And so when, you know, Orland Park mayor says, but I'm an American and ignores the humanity of the people that are being murdered in response to murder. Like this is where we get off the rails in terms of where religion has an effect and, and John, here's, here's, the, here's the thing, folks. When you hear these numbers, you know, 100 killed, 200 killed, they may seem like numbers to you. I was sitting with a young lady the other day. Her entire family has been wiped off. Yeah. Entire family. She's here as a student. Stories. And, uh, you know, she managed to survive. 28 members of her family were killed. I mean, what is this? In our life, in this world now, when the media is all over the place and social media is continuously talking about these things, we are allowing it to happen. And for our Secretary of State to go up there and say, no matter what you do, we are going to be with you. We want to come on. If you have a son or a child who is on drugs, you don't say, no matter what you are, my son, I'm going to continue to feed your habit. You're going to have some intervention, and that's all we are asking is for our Secretary of State and our President to step in and ask for an intervention and put a stop to this that is happening over there. We'll take a quick break again, folks. We'll be back. Uh, Our person of the week is Carla Fox, and Carla is on the line waiting for us. We're going to have a wonderful discussion. Again, the number to call in, 773-763-9278. We'll be right back. Are you ready for a fresh voice in Congress? Meet Manor Ahmed, your progressive candidate for the 6th Congressional District of Illinois. When it comes to women's rights and reproductive freedom, Manor is a fierce advocate. She will protect a woman's right to make her own health care decisions and ensure equal pay for equal work. But that's not all. Manor is dedicated to enacting common-sense gun reform, addressing the climate crisis with urgency, and championing the issues that matter most to our senior citizens. With Manor Ahmed in Congress, we can build a future where everyone has the opportunity to thrive. Vote Manor Ahmed in the upcoming Democratic Party primary election on March 19th, and let's create a brighter tomorrow together. Visit AhmedForHouse.com to learn more and join the campaign for a better sixth. Demand for an end to the war in Gaza. Ceasefire now. Paid for by Ahmed for House. Approved by Manor Ahmed. This is Manor Ahmed and I approve this message. 
Did you know there's an Illinois mandate that states by 2025, ComEd has to have 25% of the energy they deliver come from a green source? Because of this, plus the fees and taxes you've already paid on this program, if you qualify, you can get solar on your home at no out-of-pocket cost. This can mean an average savings on your electric bill of maybe 30 to 50%. More importantly, it would eliminate the uncertainty of ComEd raising your rates by whoever knows how much each year. Some people have noticed a 41% increase on their bill this spring, and ComEd has been asking for another 80% increase over the next four years. If your average bill is 200 bucks a month now, maybe it could be reduced to 100 bucks a month. Now, five years, would you rather pay 115 or possibly four to 500? If you'd like to see if you can qualify for this program, call Ken DeLuke at 312-617-8979. That's 312-617-8979. Help us save the environment and change that electric bill burden. That's 312-617-8979. Take advantage of this program while it's still available. Welcome back to the Lightning Strike with Mohammed Fahim. Welcome back, folks. Uh, this is Mohammed Fahim with the Lightning Strike. With me in the studios, Ken DeLuke and John Arena. I was looking, uh, uh, John, at uh, Donald Trump's speech uh, at CPAC. God, it is chilling, folks. It's Trump is styling himself as a proud political dissident, and he says, for hardworking Americans, November 5th will be our new liberation day. Just just look at this. Okay, but he continues, but for liars and cheaters and fraudsters and censors and imposters who have commanded our government, it will be their judgment day. And he added, your victory will be our ultimate indication of vindication. Your liberty will be our ultimate reward. And the unprecedented success of the United States of America will be my ultimate and absolute revenge. Okay. So this guy is about taking revenge. This guy is about saying the heck with anything else. It's me, Donald Trump. And by the way, he talks to himself. And he says, he's always talking in the third uh, third party, right? He says, Donald Trump says, okay, (laughs) what kind of crazy cook do we have over there, folks? And for all you Republicans out there, man, come on, man up. Admit that you got somebody who is nuts, but you are stuck to him because you don't have any other alternative out there that you guys can, can, can choose from, okay? You know, a lot of people have told him that he is the best president ever, better than Lincoln, better than Washington. A lot of people have said that to him. Well, there was, there was just a ranking of the best and worst presidents, and he did not. Lo and behold, he did not come up in the okay. top ten. <laughs> he was actually dead last. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that's uh, that's our country for you, folks. We are letting the tail wag the dog, okay? In every election, John, the average turnout is less than 30%. So what are we doing, folks? We have this great power called the power of the vote. Use it or lose it. And don't come back and complain and call in on talk radio shows all over the world saying, oh, this is what I want to do. Don't go on your WhatsApp groups and put up these big messages, long messages saying, yeah, we need to do this. We need to do that. Come out, man. Come out of that little well that you're living in and go to the polls. That's where you show your power. Okay, and in order to do that, you have to research the candidates, do some. It is your life at at stake, my friends, your future, your country, the, the, the future of your children and grandchildren. 
That is what is at stake over here. And if you let some, I don't want to, <laughs> to talk about Trump and his sneakers, but Roosevelt, thank you for calling in to WCPT. You want to talk about Trump and his sneakers of all things? Do you oh think God. the guy ever made those sneakers, Roosevelt? Thank you for taking my call. Good morning, <laughs> gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Mohammed, uh, no, here's the thing. What I noticed is a day after he was hit with, uh, what was it, uh, 300, no, 450 yeah. with interest, mm -hmm. uh, millions, uh, he goes out and uh, he sells sneakers. Now, you know, you know that uh, the whole thing is, uh, and he claims that he was thinking of this for 12 to 13 years. He had oh, this yeah. on his mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't remember all that right, With all the, the, the Trump University oh. and all the, the, the Trump, uh, you know, perfume. By the way, I'm, yeah. I'm told that he has the worst B.O. that you can ever think of, man. People close to him That's say. That's what I heard. That's yeah. what I heard. In hey, Trump's defense, those are really good-looking sneakers. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I, don't, so I guys, see they're not wearing my, them. <laughs> My rhetorical question to you guys, all the stuff that he was hit over there uh, in the state of New York of inflating uh, uh, his property values, do you think if it was somebody else, a minority or anybody else, because they say it's a victim, victimless crime. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a victimless cli no. cli crime when you, uh, when you don't pay mm. the taxes that you are due because of the fact that you were yo-yoing your, your, uh, <laughs> your, uh, your, your, your properties. So that's point number one. So do you guys think that, that he should be in jail? Like if it was any other person other than Trump, the ex-president, do you think guys think that he would be in jail right now? Because now, now Roosevelt, else? there's two separate issues here. The, he went through civil proceedings, right. so the fines that he just received was on the civil end of it. That does not negate the oh. fact that the attorney general may actually go after him on criminal charges. So he very well wind up. Yeah, he very yeah. well may up and bend up in jail with that. They just haven't gone through that process yet. Hey, Roosevelt, let me ask you this, man. Would you pay good money to go sleep on a mattress that a thousand other people may have slept on in Mar-a-Lago <laughs> and, and use, use those darn towels that maybe they're not even cleaned properly that someone else used to clean their crotch with? <laughs> and hey, I don't Muhammad. know. Yeah. Muhammad, you're, Muhammad, you're asking the wrong person because I believe there was a guy... Speaking of the sneakers, that bought $9,000 worth of sneakers. So there's people out there that actually do sleep in the, uh, on those mattresses <laughs> because of the fact that he is the ex-president. Ex okay. So I, I have to correct you on that, Mohammed. There are people okay. that are... Yeah, there's yeah, people, no? there's people out there that are investing in his NFTs and his his stupid yeah. playing cards, all thinking. <laughs> and this is the grift, right? I mean, this is yeah. this is his mo from day one. He was born. By the Everything way, there there is a sneaker grift. grift. The sneakers you cannot actually buy those sneakers right now. What you're doing is paying for them in advance with hope that you will get those sneakers delivered to well, you. While they're in the ramping future. up production in China right now. I <laughs> yeah. Okay, Roosevelt, thank you so much for your call. And uh, thank folks, you guys. I love your show. I don't always call. But I love your show. It is the lightning strike. It is the lightning strike every Sunday, nine to ten. Go and check us out on tlschicago.com. And uh, we got our person of the week calling in, Carla Fox and Sheila White, our segment producer. Sheila, good morning. Thank you so much for holding on. 
Good morning. Good morning, guys. Great conversation today. Our person of the week is Carla Fox. She is an author of a book called uh, About Forgiveness. And Carla, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your work you're doing in the community with forgiveness. Oh, good morning. Um, I believe forgiveness is like the fabric that's going to fix a lot of things that's happening now that we've been talking about on this show. I've been listening in this morning. And, you know, uh, I wrote a workbook called Six Three Steps to the Positive Future. It walks you through forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Many family members are mad at each other from things that happened when they were children. And until they can get past that, they can't move forward, fully move forward in what they want to do in life. But as I'm listening to this broadcast today, people are the ones that are going to decide who goes to the White House. And the problem is people are not having unbiased conversations with each other. You have family members that might have voted for Democrat or Republican last time around, and they really want to make a change. Mm -hmm. But their other family members have dropped them into a mode of being a Democrat or a Republican and won't even have a discussion with them about it. If we could just talk to each other and listen to each other and hear each other's views, we don't have to agree with them. There used to be a common thread that ran through most families and neighbors, although we might not always have agreed with their choices. We had five-minute conversations, five-minute arguments, and then we got together at the next family outing, joking together. Well, Carla, here's the thing, and I'm I'm so glad that that, that you brought that point up. We have to understand that, number one, we are humans first— We are Americans first, and then the labels that people want to put on us, right? That's true. That's true. And the problem is, and I was guilty of this myself, everybody that has a beard and a pickup is not a Trump supporter. Everybody that wears red, white, and blue and has a flag hanging outside their house is not a Trump supporter. But we automatically place people in these molds, and because of that, we won't even have a meaningful conversation with them. Prime example, I live in a neighborhood where we're mixed. We've got Caucasians, Hispanic, black, but my neighbors on both sides and across the street are Caucasians. Do you know on the 4th of July, they would not put their flag out until we put ours out? Hmm. The minute we put our flag out, then they all put their flags out. And I told my husband, I said, you know what? They probably didn't want to offend us or make us think they supported one president or the other. And Mm -hmm. it's sad that this is happening. Folks, uh, our person of the week uh, today is uh, Carla Fox. Carla is an activist and author and an all-around good person. Carla, you want to talk about a little bit about the book that you have coming out? Well, it's already out. You can get it on Amazon. It's called Six Great Steps to a Positive Future, and it pretty much okay. walks you through forgiveness. So six great, the- uh, six great steps to a positive future. What is step one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is step sorry, one? Pardon me? What is step one in the six great oh, steps? How do I get started okay. on this forgiveness journey, especially being a married man? It's kind of tough, uh, you know, to think about forgiving when you've been married for so long, right? You just learn to say, yes, ma'am, and then go on with life. (laughs) Well, the first thing you have to do is remember what you're asking forgiveness for. Remember what hurt you. Remember what they did to you. Mm -hmm. You have to bring it up before you can dig it out. And then you write a letter of forgiveness to that person. 
You write a letter telling them, letting them know that you forgive them. And even if the person, here's the key, even if the person is dead and gone, you can still forgive them. Because forgiveness is not something you hand to somebody. It's mm-hmm. something you release. You write the letter of forgiveness, and then you write three nice things you would do with them. And this is, this is a test, because people say, I forgive you, but I can't forget. But you need to forget. You need to forget how bad you felt. You need to forget the anger you had from them and move on. And, and once you do that, you can begin to pull out the good things that people have said to you in your life. Instead of your mother always telling you that you'd never be nothing, at some point she told you some good things in your life. And you can go on and move on in what you believe in yourself and not what others have said. So, folks, here's, here's the thing, okay? We discussed quite a few intense things today on, on, on the lightning strike. And we discuss this every, every Sunday. In our day-to-day life also, we run across a lot of things that may not be the best thing that please us, but we got to let, to learn, to let go. Here, here's the way I look at it, uh, Carla, and we have had uh, talked about it in the past also. What happened yesterday, you can't go back and change. What is going to happen tomorrow, no. you don't know. Today is the only day that you have. This moment is the only moment that you have. Don't wait till tomorrow to forgive someone you have to take, you have to take your life and you have to control your life you're, you're the only person who can do that and don't expect people to change to please you it is very difficult for someone to change to please you and uh, our person of the week folks is uh, Carla Fox and Sheila White is our segment producer if you want to come on as a guest on the show please visit tlschicago.com and you can see that there is a form there that you can uh, fill to reach out to us and here's what we want to do with this show this is your show this is of the people for the people by the people as you can see, we don't carry too many commercials over here. It's either Ken's commercial or my commercial. And uh, we do have a, a congressional candidate that is a young lady who is, uh, you know, challenging the status quo and the, the system. Uh, we have time for one call, uh, Carla, if you don't mind. We have got Patty who wants to talk about uh, some of the events that are supporting the Palestine and we want to keep the show open so if you have anyone who wants to have an opposing view, feel free to call in. The number to call in 773-763-9278. Patty, good morning. You are on the lightning strike. Good morning, Mohammed. Um, thank you so much for allowing me to come on today. I just wanted to check in with you guys to let you know the stuff that we got done out here over the weekend. We had a huge car caravan um, where we were going literally down the street with our uh, Palestinian flag right alongside our, our American flag. So it was it was quite beautiful, and we're going to be in Chicago later this afternoon, um, continuing our protests regarding the genocide that is going on against our Palestinian brothers and sisters. And then tomorrow we will be uh, in Villa Park, um, handling that stuff. And then next week we will be in Plainfield. Sounds good, Patty. Thank you so much uh, for chiming in. And uh, we are at the very end of the show, folks. So let's go back to Carla. Carla, so let's talk about something that you want us to take home with today. So we talked about the first couple of steps. What are the other four steps? 
once you make the first couple of steps, then you can move on to a positive future. It's the whole thing is to get you going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are angry and we're bitter over things that have happened to us in the past. And we live our life that way. And the next person that comes along that looks like that person that hurt us, we automatically put up a hand to them. We don't want to be bothered with them. And we judge them and we stereotype them. And if I can say anything at all, um, we have to remember that the United States is a home for many. And house divided can't stand. You are absolutely right. We make ourselves vulnerable when we, um, you know, divide ourselves. All I'm asking is the next time we see someone, don't think that they're affiliated with one party or the other. Just to have a conversation with them. Say hi. Some people are waiting to change their opinion on their vote this year. Absolutely. On, on, the, on, uh, yeah, on that note, uh, we'll take our final break and come back uh, with our final thought of the day. Uh, I don't think that we have the time for the, for a break now. So let's uh, uh, just go ahead and continue and finish up the conversation. Ken, you wanted to say something. Yeah, a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, for those who like what we do, we have a, a podcast called The Turning Point oh. Podcast. That's all one word, theturningpointpodcast.com. I believe you can get it on Spotify as well. Very eclectic. We've got a bunch of interesting people doing that. And if anybody is actually interested in solar, the deals that are in play right now between the State and ComEd with net metering falls off the cliff December 31st. So there's never a better time. Even if you don't use me, there's never a better time to get solar now while you still qualify and can take advantage and be grandfathered into this program. Wonderful. And on that note, folks, thank you so much for joining us. This is the Lightning Strike. We come every Sunday morning, 9 to 10 on WCPT, Chicago's progressive talk radio station. Feel free to join us next Sunday. We're going to have another great show coming up for you. Oh, by the way, uh, two Sundays from now, I'm having a uh, fire battalion chief coming on, and he's going to give some very interesting stories of his uh, 20-year-plus experience uh, being a fire battalion chief. So if you think of any questions, uh, we'll ask him at that time. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us.